When things go bump in the night. When statues and paintings have wandering eyes. When our sanity drops to dangerously low levels. How can we know what's real and what isn't really happening? Set the clock to 3.33 and enter the secret room. Sit down at the ancient desk and peer inside the tightly bound pages as we examine one of the strongest women in video game terror, Alexandra Roivas, in part four of our epic conclusion to the 2019 STS Halloween Spooktacular. This is The Tome of the Eternal Darkness on Stories Telling Stories. Lara Croft, Jill Valentine, Samus Aran. The list is small but mighty when one ponders the strongest women in video game history— Some explore, some survive, others kick ass and take names. But one name, often missing from the list, is Alexandra Roivas, hailing from the Nintendo GameCube cult classic Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Produced by Silicon Knights and originally designed for release on the N64, Eternal Darkness ultimately found a home on the GameCube and crafted a niche for itself as a psychological horror game. At a time when survival horror franchises, like Resident Evil and Silent Hill, were the king of fear. Eternal Darkness took a different approach by including a sanity meter in the game, which was affected by the presence of enemies, hallucinations, and contact with the tome, and the stories it contained, and creatively turned the player's own mind against them in freakishly creative ways. The lower your sanity dropped, the further your character suffered, from simple effects like bleeding walls and whispering voices to more intense and infuriating things, like a false ending or the game appearing to erase your memory card, one that I fell for and laid undue blame upon my little sister who was exploring on my save file. A mistake I didn't realize I had even made until six weeks later when I fired the game back up again. Dubbed sanity effects, these elements became the highlight of the game and the reason I played through it dozens of times. The narrative centers around the Roivis family, with Alexandra Roivis acting as the central character that connects all the subplots and pulls the player into the story. Traversing two millennia, we meet a host of playable characters from distant relatives to Byzantine monks and even a Canadian firefighter. The game has you align yourself with one of three guardians, which are interdimensional gods who overpower and succumb to each other's power in a power triad meaning no one guardian can rise above the other two. An interesting take on checks and balances. And the game plays out differently depending on which guardian you align yourself with, meaning replay value is very high, and in a lot of ways is never the same game twice. Whose flesh and bone is the tome bound with anyway? Does it smell more like beef jerky or a phone book? And why the hell does Alex not know her way around her grandfather's house as a fully grown adult? Let's find out as we crack the cover and dive headfirst into the Roivas family history and the Tome of the Eternal Darkness on Stories Telling Stories. Flesh. Bone. Bound together with the oddest magical incantations. I am Dr. Edward Roivas. I am a clinical psychologist. I am also dead. But this is not my story, nor even the story of the Roivas family. It is the story of humanity. Like it or not, believe it or not, as you will. Your perceptions will not change reality, but merely color it. Humanity has been on the edge of extinction for two millennia, ignorant of so much, 
and dependent on so few. The Guardians grow restless, their time once again near. Whether by fate or misfortune, my family has crossed their path, and they didn't take kindly to it. Their attention turns to my granddaughter, for she is the last of my line, and the last hope for humanity. It's been two weeks since my grandfather was murdered, and I still have no answers. Law enforcement doesn't seem to care, despite the brutal manner in which my grandfather was found. They never even bothered to look for his missing head. I swore not to leave Rhode Island until I discovered the truth. I'm finished waiting. It's time to investigate. Upon examination of an old grandfather clock and setting the hands to 333, a secret passage opened through the wall. Down a narrow hallway, I discovered what appeared to be my grandfather's office, tucked away behind the fireplace. On the desk, a large tome that seemed to shimmer in the darkness. It beckoned to me, as if echoing my name throughout the centuries. Is this why I was here? I sat down and began to read. Remember me, Alex. I will always be at your side. There are times when insanity takes hold and nothing seems right. During those times, I will help you. Fear not, for I will keep the darkness away. This isn't really happening. I cannot say what was the true beginning, nor am I sure of its end, so perhaps here is the best place to start. I am reminded of ideas I first encountered in Sir James George Fraser's book, The Golden Bow, A Study in Magic and Religion. We are overwhelmed by our very human need to weave a web of meeting where there may be none. Since time immemorial, ancient peoples have dressed up their lack of knowledge as gods and demons. I have discovered that sometimes the fates of gods and mortals intertwine and legends are born. To think that once I could not see. I, Pius Augustus, could not see beyond the veil of our reality, to see those who dwell behind. My life now has purpose, for I have learned the frailty of flesh and bone. I was once a fool. Rest the men. They will need their strength. Make sure they take enough water and are in high spirits. Today's battle was but one of many, if we are to complete our mission. I do not doubt our emperor's beliefs or his orders, but if we are to retrieve the artifact, then we must be strong and patient. Come to us, Pius Augustus. Who is speaking to me? Show yourself! Ah! Eons have passed since then, and I have learned much. Chaturga's power filled me, invigorating my dead body. With a touch, I could level buildings, rend the ground asunder, and channel power such as mortal men could only dream. Face me, and you shall surely perish. Eons have passed since then, and I have learned much. I was once as naive as a child, but now my mind is sharp. With the power of Zelatoth, I can now read the thoughts of others and make them raving mad with a mere suggestion. Face me, and ye shall surely perish. 
Eons have passed since then, and I have learned much. All at once, I understood. The forces of the multiverse all made sense under the transcending power of Ulioth. No mountain too high, no city too far. Face me, and ye shall surely perish. so weak, Alex. You have a stronger mind than this. I didn't bring up a weakling. Not a scared little wretch of a girl. You kept this all from me. You kept me alone. Shared nothing with me. I couldn't. I could never give you the burden. I just wanted you to grow up. To grow up and leave me alone. Why couldn't you have been killed with your parents? Alex and I were never close. Perhaps due to the nature of my work and our familiar entanglement with the ancients, I kept her at a distance to protect her from the evils that lurked beneath my feet. Perhaps if I could vanquish the ancients myself, I could break the chain and she would never need to know about the destiny that linked her to an evil dating back millennia. But I was not prepared. Their guardians proved too powerful for countless generations of the Roiva's clan. How could I have possibly thought that I would be any different? The Tome of the Eternal Darkness is the physical representation of the magic of the ancients, transcribed by my ancestors and others over the past two millennia, containing all the knowledge we have learned, as well as our individual stories coming face to face with them starting with Pius Augustus, a Roman centurion, and continuing up through my own story. It is my deepest wish that the story will end with me, that using the runes, spells, and wisdom inside, I may not need to include my own chapter and continue the lineage of this cursed book, that it may finally spend eternity locked away from humanity and all who may try and leverage its power. Thy time is done, great ancient. Forever in shadow will you be master of chaos, and to fade to nothing in obscurity will be thy fate. My master has planned many millennia for this day. It is true chaos of all things that you must now be unto me against the beings of flesh and bone. It is with the spell that I bind you, failed guardian Mandarak. May the darkness claim thee, crawling, chaos, and damned beasts. No longer will thy reign be kept over the ancients you have kept in prison. Thou hast seen the last of this world. You will surely fester for millennia to come, a slow, torturous fate for thee. It is with Pius's binding spell upon Mantarok that the burden of defending against the eternal darkness fell upon Elia, a young dancer caught in the crosshairs of history. In exchange for her obligation, she was bestowed the gift of life in the form of one of Mantarok's hearts, the essence of the corpse god. To some, it was a source of great power. From those people, she must defend it, lest they use it to destroy what little brightness remains in this world. Fool, you should have run. Instead, you will die. Where is the essence of Mandrock? Where is it? I will not ask again, child. Very well, then. You will succumb to the horrors of oblivion!
centuries I've waited for you. You are mine. Don't disappoint me now. I've waited such a long time, Alex. Never. I know what you are. I've seen what happened. You can try to fight me, but in the end you shall succumb to my desires. Oh, my foolish child. You don't even know your own destiny. Get away from me. I will not argue that I was shocked by the sudden mention of one of my ancestors, the distinguished Dr. Maximilian Roivus. It chilled me to my bones. Where had this ancient book come from? How had my ancestors stumbled upon it? I feverishly began to read more, eager to learn his history. It seems that Maximilian had inherited his father's mansion, much as I had. Alone, since the death of his wife, and since his children had their own adult lives, he explored the house to discover its family roots. Hmm. From the journal of Dr. Maximilian Roivus, it has been two weeks since the death of my father, and it has finally come back to me to look over the mansion. Now I am truly alone and forced to start a new life here in Rhode Island. I intend to make the mansion mine and live in it as my forefathers have to continue the family tradition. The mansion has its secrets, I'm sure. In my time here, I have to make them mine. They were everywhere, infesting every corner, invading the bodies of maids, cooks, these wretched beasts coming up from the cabins below the mansion. I had to stop them once and for all. It became clear to me that I was the only one who could stop them. I dropped down into the well and advanced upon them. After a hard-fought battle, the accursed beast was dead, but not without its toll on me. That was but one, and there was an entire city of them. I could not hope to fight them all alone. I knew I had to get help. I knew there was a way. I just had to find it. I tried. I tried to tell them. But they wouldn't listen to me. Damn them. Damn their eyes! They didn't believe me. Strange creatures. The world in peril from unseen foes. The death. The darkness. Instead they cheered. And threw me into this forsaken place. A place of empty souls and fevered thoughts, reeking of feather and decay, thinking me mad with delirium. <laughs> the fools cast away their hopes of salvation by locking me in this damned asylum. May your wrath eat your eyes! I am lost to your cause! The darkness is coming! It will damn us all! Darkness is coming! It will damn us all! My education in psychiatry did not prepare me. I would love to see how Freud's view of his mother would change with the knowledge of Jaturga. How Skinner would incorporate Zelotov into his behaviorist theories. How Jung would accommodate Ulyoth into his theory of the collective unconscious. Like my ancestor Maximilian, I too had an interest in my family tree. As a psychiatrist, I believed that science could provide answers into my family's sordid, bizarre past. It was with great excitement that I began my search. The mansion's history was filled with my colorful predecessors. Everything from convicted and hung witches to committed madmen, each laying their own peculiar mark on its character. I intended to find their secrets. The ancient's influence was incredible. 
From all walks of life to all parts of the world, their tendrils crept and wrought their insidious damage. Their prisons decayed constantly as their guardian's work continued. Planets to align, and that is not too many years from now. Another Roybus has crossed our path. This time, we will not be so merciful. Mercy has no place in this world. He will meet such a horrible fate that the rest of the line will never set foot in his house again. Pray to me that they don't. My grandfather wrote of a visit from beyond the grave from our relative Maximilian. You know who I am, Edward, although you are doing your best not to believe it. I am, or was, Maximilian Roivis, your ancestor. I died in an asylum after trying to warn the world. The pain and anguish I felt in that cell has empowered me to linger after my death. I must complete what I started, Edward. The darkness must be stopped or all of our humanity may end. Set the clock to the 33rd minute of the third hour. Once more, Pius appeared before the Ancient One, Ulyoth, pending another attempt to obtain the heart secured by Elia centuries ago. Fear of the ancient Mantarog had kept villagers and protectors away, turning the crumbling halls into a living tomb for the fallen god. Few ventured beyond its entrance. Fewer still made their way back out, succumbing to ancient traps, cursed corpses, or the appetite of a dying ancient. Never underestimate the power of Mantarok, commanded Ulyoth. Even in death, it corrodes all about itself. It is unguarded, pleaded Pius. The presence of the corpse god causes fear in all who come near it. It has torn entire villages asunder and made the region uninhabitable. Only the foolish would venture near it. Even so, Ulyath replied, what may be easy to take may be easily taken away. Fear not, Pius replied assuredly. For centuries, we have searched for something that was before us all this time. Mantarok's essence never left the city temple, and with it located, we are one step closer to your freedom, master. Yes, yes, Uliath decreed. Make haste. What's going on? Where am I? Ah, Miss Royas, you're just in time. The summoning spell I began 2,000 years ago is finally complete. You will now have the honor of becoming the first morsel for my lord, an appetizer for the banquet your race shall provide. You forget what it means to be human, Pius. The human race will never go quietly into the darkness, for as long as you have spent summoning your lord, people have struggled against you. Now, thanks to their efforts, I have three of the ancient essences. Now, Pius, this is the end. <laughs> the end indeed. I spit at thee. Your feeble attempts and your feeble god has no power over the almighty Ulyar. That's what you think. It is not so easily destroyed. 
you may have stopped Ulyan, but at what cost? Look around you, Alex. The ancients answer to no one. Without Ulyan's to maintain balance, your gods will reign unchecked terror and destruction across your world until there's nothing left. This is your doing. My death is just the beginning. What have I done? Pius was right. As I gazed up at the Ancient One, I brought into this world to stop Uliath. My mistake was made clear. Zelotath could lay waste to the world just as easily as Uliath. But the Chaturgats turned on Zelotath and the remnants of Mantarok on Chaturga and as quickly as it began, ended. To think that once I could not see beyond the veil of reality, to see those who dwell behind it, I was once a fool. But there was something more, like a hole being opened in my mind, disguising the thoughts there. I can almost see it. I have a strong ally, but where? I must look to the future. My work is not yet done. The Ancients' plans are finished, for now at least. Where the emptiness had been, new knowledge now seeped inside. Something happened then. I realized I was not the only one, that there were many others like me. In other places, other universes, fighting the same fight, all to serve the needs of the great ancient, and to have my world spared from eternal darkness. My dear Alex, you have proved to be an incredibly courageous young woman. Your mother and father would have been proud of you, just as I am. I am sorry it had to be like this. It's not quite the inheritance I had in mind for you, but there was so little time and so much to do. Goodbye, Alex. I will miss you. And so it comes to pass. Of the three ancients, there is nothing. The mighty Shaturga has obliterated the insanity of Zelotath. The madness of Zelotath has overcome the power of Uliath. The boundless Uliath has decimated the power of Shaturga. All at once, separate and simultaneous. For the universe is made of many time streams, many possibilities, all in harmonious synchronicity. Only Mantarok remains, slowly dying. Mantarok, Keeper, Overseer, Warden of the Ancients, Chaos. An entity trapped between the veils of reality and the enchanted stakes that impale its flesh. It could rely only on its subtle manipulations of the Roivas family to destroy its enemies. Knowing the nature of the Ancients, it used its pawns to play them against each other, resulting in their mutual annihilation. Now, the Roivas chain broken, the ancient connection to reality shattered, locked away beneath a smoldering ruin. Mantarok will languish forever, festering in its tomb, plotting, feasting on flesh, a prisoner of its own design. Eternal darkness befell those who dared threaten the universe, destroyed at long last by the very hands they sought to manipulate. God creates man, man destroys God. The chapter may be finished, but the story isn't over. It has only just begun. So it has been written in the chapter of Alexandra Roivas in the Tome of the Internal Darkness. I'm Eric R. Hill. And I'm Melanie Malboff. 
This has been Stories Telling Stories, a pop culture podcast produced in association with Seeing Red Productions and STS Media Group, eternally cursed before a live studio audience at Milt House Studios in Milton, Vermont, casting around the globe to your frontal lobe wherever podcasts are found. Be sure to like us on Facebook for the latest updates. There's also a Patreon page where you can show your support and gain access to bonus extras and exclusive live streams for as little as $1 a month. And until next time, stay stay whimsical. whimsical.